0: The new series of Figuring Out Families focuses on marriage preparation. A wedding is not just about turning up on the day, much preparation is involved. Andrew and Veronica Schoenmakers who joined me for this series have been married for 42 years. They've been doing marriage preparation for over 16 years which they call FOCUS, facilitating open couple communication, understanding and study. Andrew and Veronica, welcome.
1: Thank you, David.
2: Welcome. Thank you. Good morning.
0: Great to have you both on board. Perhaps to start with, you could tell me a little bit about FOCUS.
2: Yeah,
1: sure, David. Uh, FOCUS, as you said, is facilitating open uh, couple communications, understanding and study. So it's a self-diagnostic uh, tool. It's designed to help couples learn more about themselves and their unique relationships. So we say, we always tell them you know, it's not a test, uh, and it, nor is it meant to be a predictor of success or failure of a marriage. Uh, it, it's an instrument to help couples um, name and, and walk through issues bef- before they get married, before their marriage date. So it provides uh, individual feedback on each person where they stand in regard to particular areas uh, that's important in marriage. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it's designed to impact couples at three levels. So, you know, the first level is where we do an introduction to talk to them and, and give them access to an online questionnaire, which is 159 questions depending on the combination. Uh, and then they go away. And whilst they do it, that gives them the start part of them asking questions that they hadn't really asked each other. They have an opportunity there to put, you know, agree, disagree, or undecided to each question. We tell them you you must do it separately. You know, don't talk to each other. And it goes for about takes them about an hour and a half. So then, uh, once they've completed that, we get notified and we set up sessions. Um, The second session then becomes a uh, focus point on the report that comes up and it comes up with an overall percentage and percentages against various areas uh, for discussion uh, and it and then uh, we we can reflect on the patterns within those discussion areas and we'll talk about the the specific areas afterwards and we manage their responses so in, in essence it's about uh, you know if one couple one per, one of the couples puts agree and the other puts disagree we'll we'll ask them why did you put that and what is it that you want to talk about you know and we facilitate the discussion between them. so it's not us uh, doing it we, you know, we're not counselors or we're just facilitating discussions. So you know, we support the couple in their address addressing these issues. Sure, there's a lot of it's a little bit of aha moments. Oh, I didn't realise, and we work through, and that could uh, that could take one or two sessions, you know, uh, to go through more, depending on how variable they are in their responses and the particular areas. So we work through that. Uh, Once we've been through that, uh, there is a third step which basically says okay, we've identified areas of concern. There's a section called uh, key problem indicators where they batch up parts they feel are important. And then we say to them, hey, you know, there's an issue or we believe there's something. You may need to talk to someone else about this. It could be finance. It could be you know some form of relationship issue. You know, it could be anything that if we feel, hey, you should speak to someone about this. Sure. So that's that's sure. how we get, and then we and then we produce a nice little certificate, and they take that away as part of their inventory for marriage.
0: Lovely. So that that really is <laughs> important at the start, isn't it, to tell them, to, to tell a couple what they can expect from the program.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, perhaps you could mention um, Andrew or Veronica uh, some of the categories that you you focus on that uh, are you know really are important for couples to know about before they. Uh, Tie the knot.
1: Yeah, on the categories. Well, probably we, we go through a little bit more about um, the marriage and the education part of it first. So Veronica will just cover a okay. bit on that, sure. where we talk about what we feel the marriage education programs about. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's like we give like an overview, like Andrew explained. We give an overview of the typical questions, what's involved in the format, but we give more. Um, I think more a personal account to say to More so, we greet them, make them welcome, make them feel relaxed. Sure. They're a little bit apprehensive when they come in and we're trying to say this isn't, we're not to judge you, we're not to to ridicule you. It's for them to, um, I I suppose overall, it's to encourage them to spend time together, to learn more about themselves and about their relationships, Um, and also we find it also highlights their strengths and weaknesses in their relationship too. It's, right. it's surprising, yeah, and gets them to, to talk together and emphasising that we're non-judgmental and more so I, I think we want to tell them that this is a fun time of their life. This is It's an important time of their life but it's also an enjoyable time and it's part of their journey.
0: Yes. And the, the non-judgmental aspect is very important.
2: Definitely. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. And you've got, We've got to be very mindful that we don't uh, you don't lecture you just you, you allow them to talk it, it's, it's interesting some of them are very shy and very close, but it's amazing by the, by the tick the second session or even the, the third session, the final session they, they've opened up quite nicely. It's, it's remarkable how how it progresses and that's that's the wonderful thing about it.
0: Yes. Yeah well, they'd feel more comfortable because they would know you both better too I, I imagine.
2: Correct. Yeah, we like to yeah. take the fear
1: away because they, they come in uh, a little bit scared of you know what's going to happen. Sometime the explanation of a focus program, they don't know. So we very spend quite a bit of time making them feel relaxed. We get there, we send them email confirmations, we send it to their address and they go home and work on it by themselves and, and complete the questionnaire. Mm. So I said it's about 159 questions, yes, no or undecided.
0: Right. I mentioned some couples would find uh, even that many questions a little daunting at times.
2: Oh, yeah. they, they they do at times. They sort of look at us and go, oh, my gosh, you know. But we tell them <laughs> you don't have to do it in one session. That's the whole thing because it's now all um, electronic, which is wonderful. They can take the time. We tell them there's no race, although we do book the sessions ahead as to get a total commitment. Right. But um, they, we do advise them to do it separately. We have had on one some occasions where that was purely when it was a paper um you had to um fill in a paper form, but more so they have to do it separately, not to influence one another's thoughts and answers oh, okay, mm. yeah, and it's mm.
1: about how they feel now today, you know not how they want to feel after they're married or what the how they felt before during the relationship. it's how do they feel today,
0: yeah and that honesty is obviously very important because as you know when you when you're with someone and you you especially for a long and successful partnership marriage uh, you that honesty is totally important so it's good to start it really from the beginning
1: yeah and we think that we find that the differences in how long they've been in a relationship goes uh, you know depends it impacts the re- the results because if they've been together or they as a lot of couples now are living together um beforehand you know they already know but it's surprising how much they don't know yeah yeah
2: or they've just ignored it they just think oh this is okay but all of a sudden they realize hang on we do have to communicate we have to discuss this this is if this is the person i'm going to spend the rest of my life with oh i think we need to we need to sort this out now so it doesn't um escalate in some instances or they get exceptionally annoyed
0: has that changed the perspective of things? Because as you said, a lot of couples um, live together now. It's just the norm, uh, unlike 40, 50, 60 years ago. Has that changed the focus of, the, of your program slightly over time?
2: Slightly, yes, because we've noticed a, couple, a few of them say, oh, nothing's going to change. They just said life goes on as normal. It's not going to change. It will change. We We have to emphasise the importance, the commitment of marriage, Sacrament of marriage and the legal aspect of marriage as well, and it's surprising when they look, they they oh they they give you that bit of a stunned look, (laughs) and we say it's it's I emphasize we emphasize it's it's a serious commitment. You know, it's not just something that you can just go oh well, no, and that and that we give them a bit of reality check, and that seems to um I think put them in good stead. Yeah,
1: that's true. We yeah, so I think going back to your earlier questions about what areas uh, are covered in the focus program um it does it it, it's as i said 159 questions but it covers um, about five basic backgrounds so it looks at their backgrounds and their compatibility match uh, their uh, basic skills in in, um, couple building uh, what they call Bonders and dividers, so questions around you know what may bring them together or separate. Um, integrating issues, so overall integration of as a couple, and then any what we call special areas of concern, which can get into um, you know interfaith and second marriages and things like that. So they go through things like lifestyle expectations, friends and interests personality, personal issues, communication, problem solving. We always find those two uh, a very big area. Mm. Religion and values. Religion and values, uh, because of the generation and the aspects on religion, it's fairly consistent you know, whether they're going to church or uh, or they just go for special occasions.
0: Yeah. Parenting
1: yeah. issues, amazing how many have not asked, do you want to have children and how many and when. Um, extended family, a huge area on extended as far as influencing sexuality, financial, um, readiness issues. Are you ready for marriage? Uh, marriage covenant. So with where Veronica talked before about, um, you know, the civil contract and love and commitment and, you know, without any conditions, it's just reaffirming those. The interfaith, as I said before, and second marriage have different they're they're not usual ones we come across but we have come across them
0: yeah you mentioned an interesting one because i heard of a couple that broke up once because they hadn't discussed beforehand whether they wanted children and then it became a became a huge uh, bone of contention five ten years into the marriage one wanted children one didn't and they eventually broke up and it's hard to believe that people don't discuss such important issues before they uh, get married Oh yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Although the pattern we appear to see here is particularly the cohabitating couples, they're getting in their late 20s, early 30s, and I think this transition to marriage is based on their next stage of planning to have families. That seems yeah, to be the pattern because more, yeah. of their age group. They're realising the commitment now is we have discussed having Children, I think that this seems, of, of the couples that we personally have dealt with. Right. So that seems to, and because we don't get young couples, they're not in their early 20s, they're, they're, they're quite older and right. more independent and, and have lived life and done some exciting things. So it appears, yeah, they're just ready for the next stage of their life, which is okay. but still, um, as you say, but emphasising um how many children they sort of haven't just, dis- or we might, and we've also addressed, maybe you can't have children.
1: Yes. Yeah. One, yep. of, one of the mm. questions comes up in the thing is about, you know, what if. Mm. So, um, you know, and that's probably where you mentioned before, David. it may not be the fact of having them, but what if you can't, you know, and, and we say you don't want to be saying go off and get tested now. It's about well, what if something happens and one of you can't have children. What is your decision point? And then we say you need to talk to each other about this because you don't want that coming up, as you said, five years down the track.
0: Yeah, well, exactly right. I mean, that's uh, just a recipe for disaster, really. So, on a, a positive note, uh, what sort of planning goes into a wedding to make it a success?
2: Um, Very broad I, question. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, th- I think. In most of the couples that come to us, they've, they've, their planning is very good. They've already got things organised and that, that seems to to help them along. But I think this this particular journey, particularly with focus, I think is an important part of their planning. And through working through the program, it highlights the planning that needs to be done. As Andrew emphasised, particularly the financial side, it's quite surprising how they hadn't addressed that. Right. That was, that, yes, that was we mm-hmm. we found that quite a quite a lengthy discussion point because I just think, oh, it's just the same. But it is interesting how um, some couples they they differed in how they're going to do things. One might say, oh, we'll share a bank account, we'll we'll be fine. The other one, mm. the other one says no. We, I want to be independent, particularly for the female. They've got a good career. They've been independent and they say, oh, no, I'll contribute to the mortgage from my account. We'll go 50-50. And I think that was a good emphasis to say, but you're now a couple. You're a team. You have to work together. So um, that was seemed to be highlighted in the main preparation of it. Because yeah,
1: the, well, I think yeah. that from a checklist point of view mm. and preparation, mm. You know, we, we talk to them about their whole wedding plans and how they're going, just more as a social mm. chat mm. Uh, yeah. and, yeah. and emphasising the points that you know this may raise some things that you want to have in place beforehand, not so much wedding but probably more marriage. Um, they, they pretty well have it organised, as, as uh, Veronica said, and when they get here, you know, one of them's already got control of the whole wedding and everything else, what may come up. As we raise questions, is the extended family issues, is the formality issues, you know, some, if it's cross culture or yeah. it's cross religion, um, you know, it's, it's, we emphasize making sure that they've communicated these differences and that they agree on where they stand on these things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned a checklist. That's not a bad way to start, is it? To perhaps put down on paper. Uh, even separate to what they do with you, uh, just some of the, the things they need to go through before the, the big day so they don't miss out on anything, just not the, the run-of-the-mill stuff like the wedding cake, but uh, the important things. Uh. Yeah,
1: we we have a, a wedding checklist that we we give them. Okay. Uh, it's just a guide, little guide slip, uh, but, yeah, you know, most of them are pretty well entrenched in it, but it, it breaks it down into, you know, a, a, so many months a year before, so many months beforehand, six mm. months ahead, you know, before your engagement even, and then on the day of the wedding. So it's a neat little checklist. Okay. Um, it's a useful little tool. Um, we also have um, a booklet, which is a twenty, you know, wedding checklist and has more discussion points. Uh, right. we, yeah. you know, we'll offer it to them. Um, some of them take it, some of them don't.
2: And also, part of the preparation is actually the wedding ceremony. We say, you know, you have to choose your readings and and um, music, and that also forms a bit of quandary. They go, oh, yes, we forgot about that. So, yeah. Yeah. yes, it's surprising how we say use the use this time. Um, and I think on occasion we said, you know, it may be go to mass a couple of if you're not a regular mass goer. Maybe it'd be it'd be a good opportunity to go to mass and just just re- rekindle your beliefs. Just just taking taking the, the the formality and understanding of what's involved. I think that that can help too.
0: Yeah, no, that that's a very good idea actually, because to re-familiarize Ooh. yourself, you might have grown up Catholic and might have gone to church as mm-hmm. a youngster. But as we know, there are a lot of people who they get to adulthood and they they drop it and they just don't know and they forget the. The, the the readings and the, what you say when you stand up when you kneel all those sorts of things yes, which are important
2: correct
1: yes, well, yes we see a lot of that we've had a i say quite a few um, when I say cross culture and cross religions uh, you know there's formalities that the Asian couples will go through as opposed to European couples as opposed to you know different forms and and cross religions where um, you know you could have uh, a Hindu celebration requirements or Catholic you know, celebration requirement, and making sure that they're on the same page, mm. and that yeah. that that moves into the extended family where you know it's quite easy to say I oh, will do that. Well, you know, mum and dad will not agree with that. We have to say, hey, "This is your wedding, mm.
0: yeah, yes yeah. <laughs> Very important. We might just uh, take. Uh, A minute for a break, an advertisement. Uh, We've brought them back into these podcasts. So you can talk amongst yourselves while I tell people about our uh, wedding book. And uh, it's the Magellan's new and revised Your Wedding Book, which is now available. The book has useful advice for engaged couples who want to marry in the Catholic Church. There's information on discussing future expectations with your partner, how to plan your wedding and what to expect on your wedding day. There's also a section with answers to questions that you may have wanted to ask but didn't feel you could. It's suitable for Catholics, those planning a mixed marriage and those wanting to get married in the Catholic Church. It's available for only $9.95. There are no state knives included. Sorry about that. But if you want more information, go to www.magellan.media for further details. And uh, it is a a wonderful publication and it adds to uh, uh, some of the wonderful books and pamphlets that we sell at Magellan. Now, Andrew and Veronica, next question. Um, in terms of understanding one another, couples should leave no stone unturned, which is what we've discussed, in terms of knowing the other person as well as they possibly can. But this is not always the case. I think you alluded this, to this earlier uh, in the podcast that some couples aren't really prepared as they should be and they probably get a bit of a shock. Am I right?
1: Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, they One of the things we do after the first session is to, you know, Go away. A bit of homework. Come back with five things that annoy me about your partner. <laughs> and uh, some say what only five, and some say I can only think of one or two. But it's amazing how much, even how long they've lived together, uh, that they don't realise things that annoy me. And uh, we just open that for just—it's a bit of fun. But yeah. it's amazing how much uh, they don't realise that things annoy them. Yeah, you know, from yeah you know, them the way the bed's made, the way the dishes are left, what other things, Veronica, come up in?
2: Oh, just uh, I, I, it's mainly the <laughs> domestic issues, isn't it? I think that it's quite, it's quite hilarious. But then you think about it, they're highlighting things that even we ourselves as couples do. It, it, it's funny how we've observed when we, they talk about that. We go, um, life hasn't changed. Although we're we married 42 years, you're hearing younger couples having the same issues and they think they're trivial and we just oh they like i said we do the same, and nothing's mm-hmm. changed there's there's a male and female um psychic bat and there's interesting how i think the most fun part is finding we address one of them who's who's the neat person or who who's the tidy person who's the messy person and it's mm-hmm. interesting that it, we have we have fun with this one because sometimes it's the male's is neat and tidy, and the female's messy it it's just yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting and how and sometimes it, it annoys them or and we say right well you know and we ask them how will you resolve this you know and um, just deviates a bit away from from the other questions a bit a bit of fun.
1: But uh, yeah, we work through. We tend to find that there's a trend in the way the responses come, mm. and we tell them that that it'll focus on those areas because it and it can get through to primarily communication. Yes. You know, when do you like to communicate? How do you like to communicate? Because uh, it generally comes up that you know, I want answers to this now. And the other one says, I need a day to talk about it. I said, okay, yeah. you guys need to talk together to find a happy medium as to, and it could be, when do you like to talk? Oh, in the morning. Oh, at night. Okay, maybe midday is a good time. It's a, it's a give and take.
0: Yeah, and there's there's no right or wrong. In past podcasts, we've talked about this and communication being so important. Um, it's one of those things we all do every day with different people, but so many people get it wrong. I mean, no one's perfect, we know, but it's, it's it's just vital, isn't it, to be able to, you know, at that basic level, communicate. And, you know, you might be right, you might be wrong, your partner might be right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It's just about reaching a consensus. Yeah,
1: very much important. that. And then the conflict resolution. It's you know we say yeah you will always have disagreements, but how do you want to resolve it? And uh, there has to be a give and take, uh, and the, you need to communicate. You can't fester on these things. But some couples like to think about it. Others need to solve it now. I said yeah. yeah. So we we tell them yeah you know, you, yes you have to solve it, but it's the way you solve it. So they, yeah. they work through a lot of that, and that's always very interesting because it usually has the biggest, uh, one of the biggest areas, um, you know, the the extended family um, influences, because it comes up in, you know, how did you resolve conflict in your family? And we say, you know, generally that's how you're going to work because that's how you've been taught. So yeah. as you know, as you will very well know, different nationalities have different ways of resolving things, you know, to, um, you know, some families it can be a yelling session, which is all fine, but they, they're happy with that.
2: <laughs> Others
1: are you know, with a mixed religions and things, you know, very quiet and no one says anything and nothing gets raised.
2: It's also the dynamics of the family. In families, it's, it's surprising that all boys, we know girls more expressive. They want to verbalise. It's just that also has a bigger impact too. Small families, large families, their, yeah. their dynamics just impact greatly on how, how they, they deal with things as an adult.
1: And, you know, their, their parents, you know, there's some you know, very strong future mother-in-laws that, uh, <laughs> that come, come into play and, uh, and and we've seen it where we had one couple just recently and the it was about not getting support. From the from the fiance in talking with the their mother, but he saw that as being normal. Yeah. She had, didn't resolve that because it wasn't her normal way of discussion.
0: That that's the elephant in the room, and you raised it—the in laws and the, some of the tensions that can raise, be raised. Which brings me to my next question, really. And uh, weddings are very stressful, as we know, and there can be a lot of tension in the household in the days and weeks prior to. Uh, you got any tips for couples uh, how they can relieve the tension or try and not have explosions because there often are big fights before a wedding.
2: I think it's well. I think in in, in most instances it's just the planning. I think is like even like the, the booklet you've advertised that sounds excellent, and that's it. Just to say get these things done, have that out of your way, enjoy those last week, and just enjoy it and and just reflect on on, on the next part of your journey. But unfortunately, life. Does it anyway? But um, we emphasise is to give time out together. Maybe together spend have a have a specific date night that just that just calms you down and, and gives you time to be together and and, and reflect on one another.
1: Yeah. And we've found going through these questions takes them out of the problem at the end of the day of, of when they're having. We say yes, mm. the wedding day should be a day of enjoyment, mm. not trying to resolve things that you hadn't asked, and you know, the extended family side of things can happen just down to, you know, who's paying for it. One of the questions is will you accept uh, financial assistance from your spouse's family? You know, some people we see now in today's generations that most of the couples are paying for themselves. If you think back to when you know, we were married many years ago, even before that, that it was, you know, maybe the parents paid for everything, but they then had control of the wedding as to who yep. was to and how many and what was to happen. Yeah. The, yep. the, the young ones these days are paying for their own weddings and controlling it themselves. So a lot of extended families of traditional backgrounds have, a, have trouble with that. So resolve that right up front.
0: Yeah, that's a very good, very important point. I mean, I went to an Italian wedding once, and I think there must have been about three hundred people there. Extraordinary! I've never seen a wedding like it. It was uh, very different, but uh, that—that's what they do. Um, and they got to invite all their relatives and all the people who invited them to weddings over the years. But it turns out to be a very expensive exercise, I'm sure.
2: And and stressful for the couple because we've we've met a couple of couples. We go, how many people going? And they say, oh my gosh. They said, I know, I know. We've just got to get through it, but we now- have to respect. <laughs> And but, they do, but we had to respect that's their tradition. They just said, look, that's just the way it is and we have to do it. Or some say, oh, we're just having a small wedding like 160 or 180. We're going, yeah. okay. But, yeah. that's- but it is, it is yeah.
1: changing. We are seeing a trend as mm. the couples uh, interfaith and interculture happening, you know, where mm. uh, an Asian family may not have as many and a European family background will. You have a, a an Indian Tire style wedding, and you can be up to a thousand. We've seen them go home to have big weddings and come back. Yes, they'll go
2: back to their home country. Have another wedding. Okay. okay. Anyway,
0: no, it is changing. Right, Uh, we've nearly out of time for this first session, but uh, a couple of main points. Perhaps you'd like to reiterate. Yep.
1: For us, um, it's the preparation time and the understanding of each other, uh, and as you mentioned, the communication side is it's extremely finding those common areas and common ways, and finding the me time and the us time.
2: Yeah, spending uh, good good communication. I mean, I mentioned before about that that the couples the next stage that was getting married to plan a family, but also we I forgot to, to reiterate. You may be having children, but you still gotta have time for one another. And uh, and I think we emphasise to them the different stages of your life. And this is the stage you're at now. And particularly as, as you say, we've been married forty-two years. So we're at that next stage of our lives to so say, you are you are together as a couple. You must give yourself time together. I think that is, you know, your your spouse is your best friend.
0: Sure. And especially when children come along, but I dare say we'll talk about that a bit further yes. along. Um Andrew and Veronica, thank you very much for your time. I look forward to our second podcast and uh, that will be happening uh, shortly.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you very much.